Ray, what's up? Hank, what's going on, my friend? I appreciate you doing this. Right, no problem. Thanks. Thanks for having me. What's cooler, seeing yourself on your first football card or seeing yourself in the Madden video game? Ah, right, what's cool? Uh, probably the first card. I'm glad you said that. So many people dropped a video game line, but I'm like, if you're at a bar trying to meet a chick, you can pull out your book. You, 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 you can pull out your football card. You can't be pulling out Madden and tell them to download it. If I'm trying to be the chick, because that's the furthest thing from my mind is is Madden all my all my cards. Um, I'm hoping I'm, I hope I'm hoping she's there for my manly savoir faire. There you go. I I know this is gonna be the best part of your day. Unfortunately, what do you have to do after this? You have to you're suffering going to Eagles practice. That sounds brutal, bro. Eagles versus Browns, baby. I'm so, I'm so uh, sorry said, to hear that. I'm, uh, it's like it's the first practice at the stadium. I think it's at they're like uh, I don't know. I think it's a later practice, so I'm I'm there from like four to five, and then I get to uh, join and watch practice. Um, oh man, that's uh, my bad. Uh, I have uh, the, I guess Michael Orr is suing the people who, who suing the family because they took uh, the proceeds from that movie they, that they did about him. Oh, the Blind Side. <laughs> yeah. They, oh my they, god. You never got anything for that, but they did. That was interesting, but um, yeah, sorry about that. I'm 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 normally I'm like a squirrel if I you know if I see some I'm all I'm all over the place. Uh, but no, nah, it's a, it's a, it should be pretty cool. Uh, you get to see all the um, I actually get to see the, the the starters, you know, play because sometimes they don't play in the in the in the preseason games nowadays because they they got a lot of the periods of life uh, when they go against the other teams except for the quarterback. So it should be it should be a pretty good thing. Hollis, here's how you know you're popular. So I do a ton of these shows. I have a ton of guys on. Me and Danny have been working together now for like 14 years. He's never came on once, yep. but he finally comes up to me. <laughs> and he's like, yo, you got to get my man Hollis Thomas. I go, oh my, get in touch with him, Danny. So I want Danny, introduce yourself to Hollis, and then we'll start the podcast up. <laughs> what's up, Hollis? Your boy, Danny. Um, oh, so I don't even remember. What's going on, brother? Um, we actually first met in, K- uh, in KC uh, this past NFL draft. You actually sat in with the uh the inner circle and you actually hung out amongst us fans us rowdy fans you're drinking <laughs> out and hanging out with us much appreciated man but uh, I, I, when, you saw, when i saw the picture when i saw the picture day i was like oh yeah okay because it was like it was uh it was it was a great great experience because as as uh most of birds fans know i was never drafted so i, I wanted i just kind of wanted to go for the draft experience in general and um but the day before that i got to hang we um I was with Troy Vincent and Bobby Taylor, and um, who else was in there? That was uh, Roman Harper, Peanut Tillman. Yeah, wow. and we was up at the head like a, a thing for um, the uh, retired guys uh, in the. And it was a uh, I forgot the name of the hotel, but they had it set up. They had it set up over there, so I I got to truly remember uh, a draft experience to truly remember. As soon as you you sent the picture. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember those guys. <laughs> we were, we, the funniest thing is, is like when we were when we were there, you got you always knew when our pick was coming up, um, yep. and it was like um, I don't know if you felt this too. It was some uh, I guess you could say false bravado from Cowboys and Commanders fans, and some it was some other fans that I, I you know I, I watched the game and I watched it closely. I don't know what the hell. They're talking about this is our year. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Cowboys keep saying it's our year every year. What? What's the last that were relevant? One, what? Ninety-five? 
The pixel weren't even born then, bro. You know, you know what the, uh, it's kind of funny that you mentioned it, mentioned that portion of the cap the Cowboys. They um Dak Prescott was throwing against David Carr in a little bit of a competition, like around that time that we were there, because remember they they had all the uh the the little war shows and stuff and uh he got beat by David Carr. Now I don't know about you, but I watched David Carr play. David Carr sucked. Uh <laughs> <laughs> And I mean, he wasn't was, a former number one guy, right? Yeah, former number one, but he stuck to high to the high heavens. It's like it, <laughs> it's like we could like sometimes when you say it's like okay, Peyton Manning was number one picking. He pretty much panned out. He's a, he's a, I, I always call Peyton a, a, a regular season hero because he, but he was able to uh, finally get over the hump. But he he needed that defense to get it, get him over the hump. You you could yeah. some people say if you have a, a game with the drive, who do you want at the helm? I say it depends on if it's the playoffs or the regular season. <laughs> I, say, I say because people people uh, sometimes pull people out their rump. And I was like, yeah. It's kind of <laughs> like watching Kirk Cousins or Alex Smith. I say, you know, they're only going to get you so far. Alice, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you brought up the defense with wins championships because I remember when you came on my radar, I'm a huge Giants fan. And okay. Eagles are playing the Giants, and you must have made a tackle, <clears> whatever you did. And I'm like, who is number? And I take pride in trying to know every player. What I'm like, who's 78? Why, why don't I know this dude? I look you up. I'm like, he wasn't even drafted. How is now offensive line stopping this dude? So that's when you. I actually realized who you are. I, I think I probably wanted you out of the league, but it took a long time. <laughs> but I want you to fill in the blanks from there to what you're doing now. Born in Texas, how old were you when you moved to Missouri? Uh, I was a, I was a baby. I was uh, like one or two. My parents. I was an Air Force brat. My dad was in the uh, Air Force, and uh, my parents had one of those uh, shotgun weddings. I I went to a party one night with my dad and I left with my mom. And then uh, I showed up with my mom at the wedding. Uh, and my, my grandfather was there too, uh, you know, with a with shotgun. Six, 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 260-pound 200, uh, former uh, Army, former World War II Army, uh, Army captain. <laughs> Not captain, but sergeant. But he was, uh, that, you know, and then um, they separated. And my mom moved back to, um, moved back to St. Louis and I pretty much grew up, grew up. I pretty much I grew up there, and you know what? I haven't really been back to live in St. Louis except for the one time when I I was playing with the Rams. Mm-hmm. But I was I was always there, going back and forth uh, with the family and stuff. And uh, I went to I got um I got I wasn't highly touted out of high school. It was, well, uh, I was, well, back to high school. You didn't play football until high school. Is that true? Yeah, I didn't play football until high school. Why were you playing other sports? Well, were you just not into it, or what? Well, I was into it. It just uh, you know they, that's why they have the X Man thing now where. They let the big guys play on offense defense line. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I was one of those kids who was slightly heavy. I wasn't big. I was just okay. like I was I was thick. It was just, that was the funny part because uh I had a growth spurt in high school, but up until then it was like you always like four or five pounds off and I wasn't trying to not eat just to um <laughs> just to play just to play at a certain weight class. <laughs> and so then it, and then and then also too I was a. Uh, uh, the, you know, when my mom got, got uh, separated from my dad, it wasn't a lot of money to be just, mm-hmm. and it, it was something that uh, nowadays I don't think they do it with kids. Is like if you're not really into it, I'm not going to put any money behind it. Yeah. There's no money. There's no money to waste in the household. So then I got once I got to high school, actually the the coach, my high school coach, begged my mom to let me play. He saw your size <laughs> and he's like, "I need this dude." Yeah. Well, no, I, I didn't have any size at the time. I just was uh, at the time I was playing. My my freshman year of high school, I was like five five, like one forty five, one fifty. No shit. And I was, I was playing. It's a, it's a it's an interesting story. I, I wanted to play 
receiver and return man of, of running back or something. Okay. And so I was on the offensive side and I had got myself uh, to where I could be on the on the varsity. I'm a freshman. So, you know, they'll let me return kicks. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. It, it, yeah. I still remember this one particular one. I, I still remember the one particular game that led me to know that I wanted to play defense. Uh, we was playing against a, a school that I would later play for because I was dubbed as the man with two high schools. I went to the Academy of Math and Science, but it was uh, it was 450 nerds there. Uh, <laughs> so we just all we sponsored was like basketball and the other programs. And uh, I, I was playing for Soldan at the time, and I was a, it was a kickoff return. And we were playing against Sumter, a team that I would later win two state championships with as a junior senior. Uh, but and that's another part of the story. But it's, so as I as I get the kickoff, I'm coming as uh, as you know, if you know anything about um, special teams, if you're the kickoff return man, you always count. It's like one, two, three, mm-hmm. four, five. One, two, three, four, five. So the fives are normally the 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 ones that you do not want to see. Those are normally the guys that are either linebackers that are crazy crazy as all get out. And they're coming down there to re- complete and utter havoc. What was back then known as the wedge busters. And you do not, they, he, he didn't even, our wedge did not even touch him. And I was like, come on, get him, get him. And as I was running to the sideline, all I remember was a maroon helmet hit me like right here. I still, oh. I don't, it's like, like it, was a, it was a scar like right here, but he hit me like right here. And I woke up on the sideline. Oh, man. And right there, he became a defensive player. Well, now, you know, the funny part The funny part was <laughs> I, and once I fit, got my ones and twos back about myself and, and had some wherewithal, I was like, man, I was like, this offensive stuff is for the birds. I need to. <laughs> <laughs> so I started playing I, I play linebacker because uh, I was still I was still not big enough to get on the defensive line. And they threw me down there a couple of times at D, at D tackle and nose guard um, when I, at, at smaller. But then I came back to the next year. I was 5'10", 210. Oh yes! <laughs> there we go. Now you now you're playing with power. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. Yeah. Were you a fan of the game? Like in high school, who were you guys? Were you a Rams well, fan from St. Louis? Who were you guys? Well, no, it's like uh, so that that's the funny thing. Uh, growing up, I was uh, I was a Steelers fan, and I love I love Major Green. Okay, and uh, I used to like the way he dominated. <clears throat> I was uh, we had the St. Louis Cardinals at the time. That's so. Uh, right. Some people have heard the story of my my disdain for the Cardinals because I was. Uh, we had the rib, the big red, and the red birds. The big red was the football team. Mm-hmm. The red birds was the, the baseball team. If you're by the time you're eight years old in St. Louis, you've seen a World Series victory parade. Um, I saw mine actually at eight, at uh, eighty-two. Uh, yeah, eight, yeah, eight years old, eighty-two. But it was like when you, uh, the one when they moved, they just moved. Think that I was watching a preseason game, and the Cardinals was playing somebody. And I looked at you know how they had the court the uh, score in the corner up there. Of course, and yeah. I was like that. That's a weird way to spell St. Louis. P H E. Oh, wait a minute. That's me. Wow. And then I heard the guy say, "He's like Phoenix Cardinals." I was like, "You son of a bitch!" <laughs> so I turned the channel, and uh, so you know, I, so I, I already liked Pittsburgh. So I kind of stuck with Pittsburgh. And then it was at one particular point I started watching more of the Eagles because uh, it was like before they drafted Randall. And uh, I was like, I, I saw them play the play, play the then St. Louis Cardinals, the Big Red. They beat them fifty-two to fifty-two to nothing. Pat Tilly and and Neil Lomax couldn't get nothing going. Or Roy Green, they couldn't get a, a damn thing going. Uh, but it, but pretty much, I, I followed it. 
I've, sometimes people ask me, where did my disdain for the Cowboys come from? It came from the, their sense of entitlement when I was a kid. It was like it was always this and that about, I was like, you guys haven't won anything. You always <laughs> get, get, get your teeth kicked in. I was like, uh, and then then the one particular interview with um, Roger Starback and uh, between him and uh, Joe Namath, when the Joe Namath was like, he liked all, all women, and Roger Starback was like, I like women, I just but I just like one woman. I was like, yeah, you're not cool as Joe. <laughs> Broadway <laughs> Joe, baby. Now, <laughs> Broadway Joe. In, so. in, high, in high school, Tank, you didn't get a lot of offers coming out, right? Is that why Northern Noise, or was there other options? It was, uh, it, you know what, in high school, the uh, – we, because uh, as I said, uh, the Soul Dance School they closed down uh, at my sophomore year. Actually, my sophomore year, we, we found a way to lose every game at Soul Dance, but they they closed Ooh. it down for renovations. But they merged with a school called Roosevelt, which was too much of a travel okay. outside of outside of my district. So um, my the coach sent us over to sent me and another my buddy Lee McBee. Uh, my husband, was my running buddy. He was up. Uh, we we had, me and Lee McBee went from. Kindergarten all the way up through uh, high school together, uh, playing playing football and being buddies. Uh, he we we sent us both over to Sumner. Sumner High School is uh, it was all black since eighteen seventy five. I think rerun in a couple of the. Uh, me and rerun Fred Berry. Mm-hmm. Fred Berry was there. Yeah. And okay. A t- and a bunch wow. of Tuskegee, Tuskegee Airmen. We didn't. We did not have a home field. They just got them a home. The Tuskegee Airmen just donated them a home field. I want to say about fifteen years ago. Wow, yeah, it, was, it, was 15, wow. It, was, it was pretty cool though. But we didn't have a home field. We practiced on the on a um, on it's called Tandy Tandy uh, Community Center. It was the, the outside of a baseball field. That was our practice field. And our uh, if you look him up, this guy uh, Ernie McMillan. Ernie McMillan played on the other side of Dan Deardorff. Ernie McMillan oh, was really? our office. Yeah, he was wow. our offensive <laughs> line coach. Uh, and uh, uh, the, so he would he would have the offensive line and the defensive line in this place we call the lab. It was in the back. So in the back of the school, there was just a patch, a patch of grass with like uh, three different sleds on it. And then there was another patch of grass where you learn how to take on double teams and you learn how to take on and defeat blocks. So um, that was where that was where I really cut my teeth in playing football and learning because I learned from him. And uh, we also had a guy who a guy who worked a lot, but he would come over and, and put down. Uh, that's where I learned stunts from as well. He would come in and put in stunts that we he would have film because he was out of. He used to coach at Wichita State. Okay, and so what he would yeah. do is he would take the pro pro design stunts and he would have, implement them and show us how to run them, and then he, he it, they would work like every week. I think our defense had eight shutouts. Uh, we we won back to back state championship. We won. Um, we went through. Let's see, my lap, my senior year, we won state fifty two to eight, and there was still three Ooh. three minutes left in the fourth quarter. So but, but <laughs> because it, it got rained out, so. But thank you. Team's dominating here. So wouldn't that put eyes on you guys, especially winning well, a state? Yeah. So, so you didn't get a lot of eyes on you? Well, no. That, that was the thing. My, my coach, Larry Walls, had over 200 high school victories. Uh, the thing was, everybody came in and would just tell him who he, who they wanted to see. They wouldn't ask him mm. who he thought could play. Oh, okay. okay. And because because okay. In, in doing what I'm talking about, I had to tell somebody. One time we beat a school 99 to nothing. Come on. Oh, my yeah. good Lord. We beat the McKinley Golden Bug 99. I scored on the third play of the game on from defense. I, I broke. We had a, a stunt going, and I I slanted in the backfield. And as the quarterback was about had the ball like this, about to hand it off, I took it and 
actually, actually, actually <laughs> and I went six yards, but I could the, the last couple of yards, my whole the whole defense was pushed me into the end zone. There you go, the Jalen Hurts route. But yeah, so it was uh, but it was like we had a, a great, a great. Uh, I want to say we had a great team. It was a great, mm-hmm. a great time, especially winning and winning those back to back titles like that. And then the the other part too was uh, so when a couple of teams uh, were watching film, we had a running back that had two thousand yards. A flanker Ooh. that had fifteen hundred yards, and a and a fullback that had twelve hundred yards. So we used to we they used to put up points like nobody's business, but we would shut people down. We had eight shutouts, and I think I don't think nobody scored more than twenty one points on us in any other playoff, any other playoff appearances. So, um, and I got to know the Illinois because he was the one guy who looked at film. <clears throat> he was there to look at one of our other guys. Uh, I think Crispy and Atkins. Uh, Crispy and Atkins is my buddy still. I see, see my buddy this day. He's, he's in, he lives in Tampa, and they uh, they were there to look at him. And a particular film, they had moved me to nose guard because when I first got there, I was I was playing um, I was playing linebacker, and so they came, we played this particular team where they needed a center killer, <clears throat> and they and I was I was uh, at that time I think uh, I went from I went to five I was five eleven that my my sophomore year I was five eleven not my sophomore my junior year. I was like five eleven, like two fifty. I was playing middle linebacker, but then mm. I would I would kick down it, kick down it, and play. We we went to the four. We ran a fifty two front. It was called fifty two okay. tank, fifty two tank. <laughs> so, it was like, it was like, and uh, I know I know Coach Ferry uh, happy that I remember that. And uh, but it was like so we so we, when um, we played against this one particular team, it was called it was in Fort Zumwalt in uh, Fort Zumwalt, Missouri, Fort Zumwalt North. That is. Uh, they were they were they were highly talented because they had a, a tight end that was like six five or six six two eighty. He got hit one time by us, and it, he was done for the rest of the game. But we we ended up we shut them out, and I think I, I was killed. I think I had ten or twelve tackles and stuff, and a, four, a couple of forced fumbles. And then, uh, but he saw that film, and uh, David Smith, I'm still friends with him to this day. He came and he came uh, to my school because I had I didn't I went to school in the daytime at Academy of Math and Science. And so uh, the lady who was in charge of uh, bus routes, her name is Miss Algie, she would get me the route that would drop me off after school over to, to Sumner to, uh, so, I, so that I could practice. Because she had previously was doing, <clears throat> she previously, previously was doing it with Soldan, but then when Soldan moved, I had to find the route. And she said, yeah, we got yeah, routes that oh, go over wow. there too. Yeah, so, That's uh, awesome. So the, the yellow bus route. So um, it was, a, uh, you know, the funny thing is now that we've gone, Going through all this, there's so many people uh, that, that 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 like help me out and stuff. And I'm I, just going to say that it takes a village here with you, Tank, because it seems. And you yeah. know, I love I yeah, love that you're dropping everyone's names. <laughs> you're still friends with all of them. Let me ask you a question about uh, Northern Illinois. One question. It's not like a the most known school. How was it outside of Chicago? An hour, good partying, good atmosphere, yeah. girls. Like, did you yeah. enjoy your time there? I love my time there. So, dude, we <clears throat> we uh the Huskies, the NIU Huskies. Everybody wants to do. We do Husky Jacks at the end of the. <laughs> Husky Jacks at the end of practice. We had Charlie Sadler. Charlie Sadler was part of the uh, Oklahoma Sooners when uh, when Bosworth was there. Oh, okay, Tony okay. Casillas, yeah, and uh, Barry Smith was yep, there. Boss. Yeah, and uh, he he had a say. He had a. It was a lot going on there, um, but he was actually one of. He was another integral part. Uh, Charlie Sadler and uh, Sheldon Hurd was integral parts of me learning. Uh, basically, defensive line. The, the one thing that I, I did love about like the village coach Frank Roy uh, from high school, he said in order for you to in order for you to get to college uh, or get to the pros, they had to see you running from sideline to sideline, twenty to twenty. 
He said, you can't stop hustling. He's like, he, he's like, you can be like all the other, all the other fat guys and just after the play, after the, after the play crosses the line of scrimmage, just watch. He's like, but the only way that you're going to have some staying power and be able to be able to play and you, it's going, you got to chase the ball the entire time. You have to do more than just your job. So once I took that to heart and I started defeating the blocker and, uh, the other part was, uh, it was like so many, uh, it's kind of like we get me reminiscent about how, how all this thing came to be. Well, because every conversation is usually about the Eagles. I'd love to hear what brought you to them. You know, I love hearing the backstories. And people love talking about that because this is, you know, it's nostalgic. Oh, yeah. It was great. And um, it's like the other part, too, was just the, the, the whole draft thing. Well, well let, me, thank, let me ask you about the, t- the draft. Now there's mock drafts from here to 2070. You can go look at, you know, some kids, you know, <laughs> grandkid that's going to be drafted. Were you mm-hmm. checking mocks back then? Because there weren't that many as there are now. Are you checking mocks? Did you think you were going to get drafted? How'd that work? Well, uh, Mel Kuyper, cockfight, uh, <laughs> he, uh, he, he, he had me ranked to draft, uh, be, be drafted between uh, three and seven. Oh, okay. Um, because I, I was a... a yeah, I had like 202 tackles in my three-year stint. Mm. And um, I was uh, made, just made plays and they tried to shut people down. I was, but it, it was like the thing that I, I – uh, one of the main reasons I went to Northern Illinois <clears throat> excuse me, was because um, they played against the big squads. Mm-hmm. Uh, they played, yeah. We played against Kansas State when they was ranked like number two or three. We played against Florida. We played against Louisville. Louisville couldn't even pass – Midfield on us. If we had an offense or anything, we would have been great. Uh, well, so played. Uh, we always played Southwest Louisiana. It was uh, who else? Louisiana, uh, Arkansas State. Oh, so, uh, so there's eyes on you guys and guys like Mel Kuyper. Yeah, okay, okay. The, the University of Pacific, uh, San Jose State, Nevada Wolfpack, UNLV. Yeah, you're playing with your teams. Yeah, yeah. And then it was, uh, oh, yeah, but it was. The one thing that uh, I always play Iowa, the Hawkeyes, and Iowa State, both of those were debacles. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but now when you're coming out the draft, and then uh, I had a couple of teams. Green Bay came and worked me out. Okay. Denver came. Denver came to work me out. Uh, I didn't get invited to the combine. Um, then uh, somebody, the dude from Miami, dude from Miami came to work me out. The Jets, Carolina, there was a lot, a lot of teams that came to work me out. The the one that the one that sticks to my head the most is the the Miami workout because he told me he first of all he measured and he slid the the ruler back on my head and so it said that I was five eleven and three quarters and then he's like he's like yeah he's like yeah he's like you're short he's like you uh he's like you probably we, we like our defense tackles to be like six three or better you know he's like you yeah, you know he's like I, I don't he said he didn't think I was gonna make it so then uh so then fast forward to my second year in the league. Guess who's got a job of scouting with the Eagles now? No, he, no, really? He did. Ooh. I was laughing. At, at that time, that was, that was when I was starting. I was laughing. I kind of just laughed at him. It was it was one of those aha in your face moments. But I, I didn't I didn't rub the I told you so into that bad. So it was. Where, uh, where'd you watch a draft? Uh, my uh, when, when before I came out. Yeah, ninety six <clears> draft. <throat> where you watching this? Uh, in my apartment in uh, at, at college at Northern Illinois. Every my parents had came up. Okay. Everybody. Oh. And it was uh, everybody was there, and I was like, uh. but the funny thing was, I got calls during the third round and the third to fourth round. Talk about talk about hang loose. I was like, hang, hang loose. We we're thinking about drafting. I was like, don't call me unless you draft me no more. Because <laughs> uh, even the birds had, the birds called me too. <clears throat> yeah, because it was between 
Uh, it was between me and somebody else, and they ended up drafting uh, Whit Marshall. But let uh, me you actually, remember, you remember? Me, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if you remember Whit Marshall's name. Not as much as I remember you. I, I know, but yep. Whit, Mar- <laughs> Whit Marshall got drafted. I'm like, and then he sucked when we got to camp. But like, <laughs> but that, you know, it was like, but so uh, the second day of the draft, um, I had at the time I was a, I had a girlfriend, and we were supposed to go to some type of. Uh, Coordination type cotillion crap, but I had to dress up and stuff. <laughs> and I don't know if you guys remember, cell phones were not as small and prevalent as of they course. are today. And so I had the giant cell phone, my mom's giant cell phone with me, because she had so just in case I got a call. But it was during the draft too. So uh, the uh, the final day of the draft, the during the the seventh round, the it was Denver Broncos were on the clock. Mm-hmm. So they were like. Um, Cause I get the Denver Broncos pick his, and uh, my phone rings. So I'm like, oh, okay. <clears throat> so as I'm, th- uh, it was a guy who uh, he came and worked me out. Like he 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 came and visited me a bunch of a bunch of times, and he came and worked me out. And it was just like a, a conversation between somebody who I was going to be knowing for quite some time. <clears throat> and so he's like, well, the draft is over. But when he said, well, the draft is over, they drafted the punter Paul Ruin out of Wyoming. Yeah. So he said, "Would you be would you uh, be willing to consider coming to Denver uh, for as an undrafted free agent?" I said, "Yes, I'll consider it." Never said yes. I think okay. and they and they left the building that day, and I was like, "So my um, my phone started ringing more." Uh, the Eagles call. Okay. And then um, and this is all during the seventh round. The Eagles call, and then the uh, I want to say the Jets called. And then the uh, then the Carolina Panthers call, and the funny thing was is the the Jets started got me on the phone and was talking about they had drafted Hugh Douglas the year before. Okay, but they were trying to peddle mm-hmm. to me that you, if you're a rookie, it don't matter. It don't matter. We'll, we'll you know we'll play you anyway. And I and I saw so went look. I was like, that's your first round pick. Hey, you <laughs> I'm not play playing over Hugh. No, no, no. But they, I was like, I would have played there. What if I played D tackle and, and those guards? But the way they was trying to the way they were trying to present it to me, it was like that I would just come in. It'd be like like he was. I was like, that's your first round pick. I was like, I'm not a first, I'm on your first round pick. So it's like he um so they it was like a few of those calls back and forth. But then the Eagles kept calling me. So I, I before I, I saw I talked to Dan, it was Dan Shanka. Then I talked to Mike Turkovich, who was the defensive line coach at the time, and then I talked to Emmett Thomas, uh, who was the defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Then uh and then they put Ray Rose on the phone. Because apparently his my tape had my uh my highlight reel had got all the way to him. Well, well, Joe, so, t- t- tell, t- tell me about that. You made a highlight film and sent it out to every team. You're like, hey, this is my highlight. And it's not like it's easy now. Now I can make a highlight. Yeah. I know you, you see me like, <laughs> this guy's <laughs> jacked up. You look at me you're like, yeah. this guy's an athlete. But anyone can make a video and look awesome. But you sent your mm-hmm. video out. It was difficult to make, too, when you sent it out to every team. <laughs> yeah, because it was VHS. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. I don't know if you guys are old enough to remember how you Of course, yeah, to, yeah, yeah. Of course. Record, record VHS with two VCRs there because it – <clears throat> like later on, as technology uh, became more prevalent, they had to double double dim when that you could record. Yeah, but yeah. before that, but before that, it was like it was two VCRs and a cloud of dust. Thirty, it was thirty <laughs> ta- at the time. It was thirty tapes, so it was like like dad gum it. So it was like um, wow. Uh, wow. once I once I got that out, and he, so I talked to Ray a couple more times, like two or three more times. But I was trying to get you know talk to my parents and stuff, and so. Then the next, one of the next calls from the Eagles was uh, was Jeff Lurie, 
And so he, Jeff Jeff, uh, uh, Jeff got on the phone and was like, he's like, he's like, I was told that we need to get, I need to show you how much we want you. It's like, so they said, said that I need to get on the phone and talk to you. Wow. I was like, ah. so wow. So then, uh, apparently, race. It was it was kind of funny because <clears throat> after after meeting him in person, it was like I could just see rape rape. Now on the, on the phone, it didn't sound like this. Mm-hmm. It seemed like the, he just handed Ray, Ray Rose the phone. But after meeting him, I could see Ray Rose snatching the phone out of his ear to, <laughs> to talk to me, saying, because he got back on the phone. It was like, uh, he's like, he's like, look, uh, he said, I said, give, I said, give me five minutes. Mm-hmm. Let me talk to my parents. So <clears throat> three and a half minutes went by, and I guess he went to his office and he called me and said, look, he said, you, were, he said, I think you're a hell of a player. He said, if you could come in here and, and show us what you showed us on this highlight reel, it's like I, I could guarantee you, you'll make the team. And so it was like uh, I say, well, I say, well, what do you guys want me to weigh? And so he said, well, what you weigh right now? I was like, I'm between, I'm three oh six. He's like, uh, well, we want you to gain ten pounds. Like you got your man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because because I mean, because what's called uh, Denver wanted me to be like two eighty five. I was like, dude, I can't. And I had, and then I don't think they knew. Like uh, when I first got to, I was the biggest. Uh, at the time in Northern Illinois, I was one of the biggest defense linemen they ever had. I okay. used to have to go to the uh, to the shipping yard to get weighed. Oh, wow! Yeah, yeah they, they would put we they, we had a uh, one of those uh, golf golf carts because you know after after every practice you had to weigh in and out. <clears throat> my my, I was the first one at their school that uh, exceeded the old school scales before. This is before, like when you think about it, as it, it's like you think about it now, it's like. Man, we were as primitive as could be. If you, it's like the scales, <laughs> didn't, the scales didn't go past three fifty because you, you know those those weight room scales. Yeah, they, yeah. they didn't go. Yeah, past yeah, 350. yeah. That's like so. I was like one of the first, one of the first kids at, at that school. That they had sick. To take, they, I know. And then it was the. Uh, I was like, when I think back, it was like every day before and after practice, taking the. They had a golf <laughs> cart with the with the strength and conditioning coach <laughs> taking me around there, but they had to, dude. If I, I think about it now. If they did a movie, it would be so embarrassing because you know because you, saw, <laughs> you were the you guy, yeah. Now you see the big old round thing, you know the big old round, uh, the big old white uh, glass thing up there with the weight on it, and then you know how they had, and it was when I say it was a primitive uh, uh, loading dock, the loading dock skill, the way you just you had the the floors all regular, and you stand in the middle where the uh, little nubby the nubby parts is, and it's just like a giant thing where they put pallets at, and I'm like. Uh, <laughs> I, I think about it, it's like, man, that was, I had, I, I, and I wasn't embarrassed about it either. I didn't care. But I, <laughs> uh, let me ask you this. When you walk into camp now, undrafted guy, you got William Tallness, uh, William Fuller, Ty Deppner, Ricky Waters. Are you going around introducing yourself? Or they're like, kid, you, get out. You aren't drafted. No one cares. Like, how does your mentality, because it's a different mentality going in there. How was that walking into camp? Uh, walking into camp, you, uh, if you know anything about football. Well, look at uh, me. Obviously, I, I played the game. <laughs> I was like, you. You have to what's called uh, uh, you just um, yeah, you just keep your mouth closed, mm-hmm. do your job. And then they, it's like because the first couple of days of camps, it's like it's not um, it's not, it's not, it's only it's the rookies and, and select veterans. Okay, it's like so, so like once you like you like it seems like the three days, those first three days, you get a name for yourself a little bit, but then you have to redo it again. Yeah, because, when everyone else reports. Yeah, when everyone else reports in the veterans report, it's like so you, you just keep your mouth shut until you start making some plays, 
And so you had until you got to get you don't get cut you never get comfortable. Put it that way. I, I uh, like you it. just continue. You just continue to uh, you keep you your keep head down and, yeah and, and grind and stuff because it's like once you start getting complacent, that's where you uh, lose your edge. You make the team. Did you have any rookie hazing or any rituals they make the new guys do? Carrying people's bags, getting stuck with the bills, any of that or no? No, we had a pretty we had a pretty good group. It was uh the only thing you know you knew you had to do was um uh, is on away games you had to get chicken. And then uh when you, once you made the team, you had to get breakfast for the for the veterans uh on uh okay. even though breakfast was upstairs, you had to get them whatever they whatever the uh whatever was on the menu. So you had to find out what they wanted. Um and then because uh, it was funny because the linebackers were the worst because uh, Willie T used to make them go get Tony Luke's breakfast sandwiches. And uh, I had the D-line, either it was croissants or, uh, from uh, from uh, Burger King or uh, sausage egg and cheese biscuits from and, and egg McBuffins from McDonald's. How long did you feel till you belonged? Like, I'm, I'm part of this team. Was it, was it the second year when you started dominating, tackling everybody? I had a bunch of tackles my rookie year. <laughs> I, you know, the part when I felt like I, I belonged was, um, well, I, I was, it was like, you was, I was making plays early on because my, my, I made the first, made the first, my first play I was in, I made a tackle for a loss. Uh, and they, and I got, I got thrust. My first game was at RK Stadium in the first series. They put me in the game. It was like, uh, you know how uh, if you play if you played if you played high school football, you know if you if you if you're not a starter, there's always that kid walking around the coach is like, coach, can I get in? Coach, can I get in? Gonna be next. I didn't want to be yep. like that in the pros, <laughs> so you know we just walk, walk was just walking with the coach, and he he said Hollis. I was like, <laughs> and it was like it was like oh, who me? He's like yeah, get in there. I was like oh, and so. And if you hear where you if you hear where you full of where you full of, I'll tell you the entire story because you say when I got in there my eyes was like this big and he's like calm down big fella just do what you do in practice that is so, awesome it's like so the first play I heard uh, at the time it was Michael Zordich I heard him yell out spike 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 I love I love to spike spike me you know mm-hmm. side because they because he had to be get I was lined up in a three technique and he he wanted to be gap because his coverage was going to take him was, was going to remove him. Uh, from the box, so he'd rather take the B gap than the A gap. I mean, I get the A gap, so I whiffed the guard and I hit. Um, I think it was Ernest Biner in the backfield Oof. on the first Oof. play. Yeah, so it was. Uh, and then it was like the point where, where you talk about where I felt like I belong. I, I want to say it may have been the Redskins game of that that season. Okay, because I play. I think I think we won, and I think I had like uh, I had like thirty or four. I think I want to say that was the most snaps I had. I think I had almost like fifty snaps. Ooh, and, wow. and then I ended up starting the next game against Arizona. My first start was in Arizona. So, Ironically, what was your welcome to the NFL moment? Was there a moment? Was it your first play? Was it a tackle? Was it something stupid? What's your welcome to the NFL? Like, shit, I'm in the uh, NFL. Yeah. Like the welcome to the NFL moment was Monday Night Football versus the, the, the uh, champion Cowboys uh, on a reverse play where I got well, – well, the blindside block was uh, was not outlawed at the time. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and I got blindsided by Larry Allen. Oh. And, 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 and Eric Williams. And then uh I then I, I swam I, and then I swam uh Nate Newton because it was like it was a it was a, a reverse play to Dion. Okay. Wow. You know, it was like, like welcome to the NFL rookie. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it was like 
and the funniest part was that that game that before that game I was standing next to Ray Rose, and he said, he said, "Baby T," he said, "We about to get our ass kicked." I was like, "Why?" He <laughs> said, "Anytime you pull out too many bells and whistles, it's an ass whooping waiting to happen." And when after right after he said that, you heard Michael Buffer saying, "Let's get ready," you know the rest. Yeah, I don't want any. I don't want the copyright infringement. Yeah, you want to get sued. Yeah, he's like, he, I was like, it's like he he got the he trademarked it. It's like, let's get ready to rumble. And he said that. I was like, oh. And they proceeded. They kicked us around a little bit, but we we we, we paid him back that year. Actually, at Texas Stadium. Good rookie season. You guys go to the playoffs. Easy peasy. I'll be here every year. Like Marino said, uh, three years you go. You guys are losing in Philly. You know the right. Philly fans. They're the worst in the world. You know they they, they don't take losing. But now, well, they, you guys don't take losing, but you still you still showed up to the game. Well, I'm, not, I'm not a Philly fan. So You'll hear it. Yeah. Well, no, it's like the so it's like I, and, and it shows. Yeah. Uh, so the uh, the part about the <laughs> the part about uh, uh, yeah, I think we had some of the baddest, the best fans in the land because mm-hmm. I was like oh, I, was at, I, I was I was there through that the, through those three years of of horribleness, mm-hmm. and they we packed the stadium out each Always. and every yeah, week. You, still. And it was like the the thing was is like. I think that's where we you we uh let's see the best way to describe it is when you playing you as you often when you're losing like that you look for something to play for and yeah. just to, to cheer the crowd and I'm hearing my hearing oh, my that, name that was a, that was it's like because it's like we it's like I, I was um we still because as I told you my my um my sophomore year of high school we lost every every game every game so uh, you learn how to continue to play. And play hard, no matter what the score is. Uh, when you when you do that for the fans in Philly, they they love you because they know you're out there trying. You're trying your best. Yeah, and, and, and I, 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 I'm not talking about trying your best as as in what's the what's the boy's name who uh, who uh, who tried who went out and tried to play football for a girl in that, that little high school movie. Not like that. I'm talking about actually doing something. <laughs> 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 but it's like. Uh, you want you want to win for you want to win not only for yourself and your family and the and the and organization you want to win for the fans so they have like I I know now that uh, being around all the fans you want to win for bragging rights you want to give them something to say back to all them chump ass uh, uh, <laughs> cowboy fans no, all those giant fans who are delusional about Danny, Danny Daniel Jones uh, 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 so let's get back <laughs> Andy Andy Reid comes in, Andy okay, Reid comes in tank uh, you got this quarterback from Syracuse McNabb comes in. How the culture of the team change? And now, you listen, you, you have a, a new coach now. Coach Roge is out. Reed is in. How the culture change with Reed and McNabb? Was it like night and day? Uh, no, it wasn't really night and day. They, okay. <clears throat> a lot of people don't know that um, they were about to they were about to resign uh, uh, Ray Rose, but Ray Rose, he knew you kind of like when you are at a job, you know that you they're not going to treat you any different. Okay. They say that they are. They're going to do things different, but they didn't. And so, but he told him that they needed to hire Andy Reid because oh, Ray Rose wow. was with Andy Reid at, wow. at, at Green Bay, uh, you know, yep. when uh, doing it well, the championship. So, um, uh, and him coming in, Tom Bodrak was the GM, and uh, they brought each one of us in and asked us if you'd like to stay, get released, or uh, or let them try to trade us. And I said, I, I said I'll stay. But when he came in, it wasn't nothing different that you'd never seen before. Okay. <clears throat> it was just basically paying attention to the to the, to the small things, to the uh, pay attention to detail, like being on time. Um, that was one of the main things: being on time, knowing your playbook, being accountable for what what you. It's just it's just all discipline. When you look at the funniest thing is uh, you often hear 
know-it-all uh, analysts talk about a team being bad. The team is not bad. It's like sometimes it's just bad coaching that's not that's not making them forcing them mm-hmm. to pay attention to detail. And I say forcing because if you don't demand it and command it and don't show that you are uh, 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 attention your attention to detail, it permeates throughout the team, and it, and it and then you get used used to and accustomed to losing. It's contagious. And, yes, it's oh, contagious. Yeah, definitely. When you when the when it, you look you know, the coach. The other part too, as a, as a coach, when you let things ride. When you let shit ride, you start lo- people in the locker room start losing respect for you. It's like uh, you don't see. Um, it's like when that, it's like when a co- when a new coach comes in, he has to be an asshole. And I say I say that well with a it's like yeah when I say asshole, <clears throat> he's got to stick to his guns. Mm-hmm. Nobody nobody's special. I just got here. I did not pick you. So you're gonna get with the program. You gotta so earn it. You get this program. Yeah, you yeah. gotta get the pro- exactly earn it. Get this program. Don't coddle. I hate what. That's why sometimes people get mad when I say when I say coddling. This ain't maybe family man. It's like you you treat everybody the same because when you don't, there's dissension in the ranks, and we're looking at you sideways to the next life. It's like oh, so he don't get punished for something that you punished me for. Yeah, right. So I was like, so I'm not running through that wall for you anymore. I'm gonna do just enough. Just enough, yep. so I don't get cut. And is it? But you don't want that to permeate. It's like, yeah, yeah. It's like uh, the worst thing is is when you when you promote and preach family, and you you found you have a favorite, a teacher's pet, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah so, My but one, the one thing, the one yeah. the one thing with Andy was a uh, he he was a uh, he he hired Jim Johnson. That was a, that was I think his best yeah. thing that he ever did. A lot of people actually, I don't, I don't. Everybody everybody uh, always asked me about. About Andy, I don't. I played for Jim Johnson. Wow, Andy was Andy was cool. Andy was uh, Andy hired him, but uh, I was a lot of people was only there for Jim. So the Eagle Menace, you guys took over then. You guys were NFC championships every year, and I just, doing the research for this podcast, I found out that every, they lost everyone until you played. So finally, you play. The yeah. Eagles are going to the promised land. I remember that. <laughs> what kind? They needed you to play the other two. You guys would have went to three in a row. What kind of partying did you guys do? You had that huge sack against the Falcons. People still talk about it. That you know, they said they set the tone. Where do you guys party when you win the NFC Championship? Was that just absolute debauchery? Nah, you know the funny thing was is like you really couldn't get out of the stadium because it, it, it was everybody else's party on the streets. And I think because uh, yeah. I was I was laughing when you said that because. I got phone calls from guys that was on those previous three uh, yeah. NFC Championship games, and uh, talk about. So all we needed was you to you to <laughs> was you to uh, <laughs> for us to win. I was like, <clears throat> I was like, I, I was like, because it was one particular year that I um, I tore my bicep, and and the, the doctor told them that I would be able to. And this is where they knew the way they did the new collective bargaining agreement about coming back after uh, being on IR. Mm-hmm. It w- it would have helped us because it. I I was calling out the plays to that to uh, whoever we played that year. I was calling out their plays on the sideline. It was wow. I, I, so you would have made was, such a difference, obviously, if you played, but you weren't able to. Uh, I, I think I, I would like to think I, I would have made a difference. I was like because it's like when you when you take um when you take the run away from people and you take all those screen plays and you got somebody out there that's conscious of of uh, of everything and they I didn't know, they they considered me. The leader of the defensive line because I I knew all the, I knew all the hand signals I knew where everybody was supposed to be defensively, and I made sure all of my D line mates got the call and knew what they were supposed to do. 
um, when you when you think about it, and it, it, that was uh, conveyed to me in, in some of those phone calls. Uh, you think about it, it's like imperative that somebody somebody's that does that, but you don't really find that that, that nowadays. Uh, I would call out the run pass, uh, my run pass reads. I would call out if uh, if we was on the screen. Sean Payton to this day, he said he said every time that he played against me, he would take he would shit can all of the screen plays. No <laughs> shit, really? Yeah, it was like I was like. Uh, because everybody was like, "How can you? How do you? How do you read the screen?" I was like, "Well, we're in a battle. We're in a battle royal, and all of a sudden, you let me go." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the uh, you know yeah, center like, releases on you. Kind yeah, of gives it up. Was, yeah, right. but it was. Go ahead. Let me ask you this: Super Bowl Thirty Nine. One of my closest friends playing the Super Bowl, and I remember two weeks before the game. It, it was stressful. It was tickets. It's media obligations. It's just mm-hmm. random phone calls from family who were coming from the hotel. I'm stuck in traffic, driving to Indianapolis. Did you deal with a lot of that? And what do you remember most about those two weeks prior? Was it a lot of stress or you just put it all in the back burner? No, it wasn't a lot of stress there. I think the only stress came when a lot of people didn't know about the uh, this, this hotel situation with our families. When, uh, with, with uh, some of our family members, uh, when we got down, I think that was, that was one part. And I don't think, I don't think uh, Red handled it well. I don't think okay. Andy handled, handled it well. Was a, Why, what, was what was wrong with it? It was the situation. Oh, the hotel was uh, the slanty shanty. Uh, they had the wife. It's like you, if you got a wife and she stands somewhere that's slightly buggy fest and dirty. And you're oh, you're gonna at- hear from it, Tank. Yeah, I know. Oh, like, yeah, and you, definitely. And, but as a man, <clears throat> as a man in the head of the household, uh, you can't sleep easy like that. It's like so. Mm-hmm. And then, and then apparently, uh, if you ask my mom, she saw that at the time my mom was a lot younger. Uh, my mom is only 16 years older than me, so so she was cruising the clubs, and apparently she saw a five out, way beyond curfew. The only reason, only reason I know she's telling the truth is because she, she called she called me on my cell phone and asked me where where the fuck are you at? I was like, uh, <laughs> I'm in my room. It's like she's like, yeah, because I see this motherfucker out here. I was like, oh okay, oh boy, that's Tank. great. Yeah, so Tank, talk, speaking about five, bro. Let me ask you a question. Uh, any truth to him throwing up in, during that big game? Yeah, he threw up. Yeah, yeah, he threw he he threw he threw up, and the funniest thing too is uh, he he threw up. But the thing was, he threw up every time we played in Florida. (laughs) Let's go back go back and look at we played against Jacksonville during a two minute drill. He throws up, and he he threw he threw up one time uh, next to uh, the center, Uh, Mm -hmm. and uh, then he threw up in the huddle. And they if you watch, they moved the huddle. Oh, really? Yeah. He threw up in the Miami, guy, in the Miami game too. It's like so. It's like so, and in a Tampa game. Uh, so I don't know if he just if, if Florida just is not his place, or you know, it was, it was always funny to me though. Like Dan, Danny's going to talk to you about the Super Bowl. Two quick questions: Do you remember mm-hmm. who the halftime show was in the Super Bowl? No, uh, didn't get. I didn't get to look at the halftime show. I do remember they had the, the, the both Bushes, uh, one of the Bushes in the. Clinton came in to shake our hand. Okay. Oh, that's actually pretty cool. Okay. Uh, while we was in the uh, in the locker room before the game, before the before the game, um, I thought it was pretty cool that um, they allowed all the players, even the ones that was on IR, to come out and warm up at the uh, at the beginning of the game with the, with the team. Oh, that's great. So, okay, so, so everyone so, experienced like, it. Yeah. So it was like guys who was on the practice squad, the guys who even the guys that was on IR. Like they put on they they put on their gear to come out there and warm up with us. It's like somebody was one guy was out there with his uniform on with a with a boot on. I'm like, what the hell? I was like, <laughs> I, but it's like it was a, uh, one of those great experiences. That's and I don't, I don't, 
Yeah. I think the the biggest thing, and I've, I've said this a couple of times before, uh, the biggest uh, the biggest thing that I enjoyed most about that was uh, the begin at the very beginning, right before the kickoff, and you'll never experience this again because people don't take cameras to the games anymore. Those flash bulbs going off around the, uh, yeah. when it when uh, David Akers did like this, and all of a sudden the whistle blew, and if you looked up at the stadium, it was like, that's sick. Like just flashing all the way out, it went all the way around. I was like, "Damn, that's good. I got goosebumps now. I still get goosebumps from that." It. Is unbelievable watching <laughs> that's it. That's awesome. Bro, all right, so by the way, the halftime show is Paul McCartney and Danny. You want to okay. talk to me about the Super Bowl now, Danny? Yeah, Tank. Uh, game was tied seven-seven. You guys go uh, halftime. You guys in the locker room. Who is giving you that rah-rah speech on your side? We didn't need a rah-rah speech. We are in the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> there was nobody uh, standing up and, you know, screaming their, no. screaming their lungs out, anything like that? No. You, you know, it, it was like the funniest thing was uh, I wasn't allowed to ride the uh, game, pregame bus with Andy because he, he, was, he was my best friend, and uh, they, they allowed us to be ourselves. So it was, uh, it was a, lot, a little bit of levity, and uh, we were loose because we knew uh, defensively we knew that we could take these guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, what came out later on with the with the with the uh, Spygate, I, I tend to crack up because people tend to um, to kind of like uh, be like, yeah. I was like, no, it was it was cheating. No, it was cheating that's... in his eyes for him. And it's and yep. it's uh, when you when you look at the 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 uh, the levels that they went to to do it, and when you look at the uh, if you ever get a chance to look at the, the investigation report, and then you look at the, the last time that we played them in the Super Bowl, Doug ran a fake practice. <laughs> yes, he did. Tank, it's funny you say that. Not a lot of people know that they actually mm-hmm. dog ran a fake practice. Yeah, he's outside, like, like, yeah. Let everybody see it. Yeah, and then because, come Super Bowl, what happened? Yeah, they ran the they ran the real place. You know? Wow, I didn't and know the, that. The funniest thing yeah. too is that, is that uh, if you look at they just they, they just got busted two or three years ago in the in the booth in, in the in the booth uh, the coaches booth trying to record the Cincinnati Bengals stuff. They're supposed to be scouting. Yes, yes, yes. It was recording. So I was like, I was like, and the the other part too, I was uh I, I got to talk to the, the to the whistleblower on the whole situation who was Eric Mangini. Mm-hmm. See, a lot of people don't know it was Eric Mangini because Eric Mangini was coaching the uh-huh. New York Jets. And I, I we oh. was we were at uh we we was uh when, when we first started doing dealing with concussions and stuff, uh the NFL had some people had some of us and the Pentagon with some of the armed forces people. And there, it was myself, Eric Mangini, Joe, uh, Joe Thomas. Um, uh, and it was a couple, it was a couple of other players and, uh, it was some armed forces people. And so I got to talk to Eric Mangini. I was like, I say, what made you blow the whistle on, uh, on, uh, what, uh, on Bill Belichick? I call it Bill Belichick. <laughs> that's I, in, 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 interviewing Don Shula, Don Shula said that was his name. So, um, so he said, uh, he said he wished he hadn't did it, but he said, but he said he got, they've come to play them. Mm-hmm. They, they've come to play the Jets in the, in the in Jets stadium. Yeah. And he saw the guy who records, who records the hands oh, from the sideline. And he's like, wow. Mother, he said, he said, he said, I said, he said, this motherfucker. He said, go get him and get him out of the stadium. Wow. <laughs> and, so, and so then it, it, it proceeded from there. And the funny thing too is like a lot of people's like if it didn't mean anything, then why do defensive players have uh, microphones in their helmet now to get the calls? Because it's it's like yeah. it's, it's like you had the pictures and, and the hand signals, so 
you you got a one up before the for the snap of the ball. So it's wow. like giving yourself like a five five yard head start. So, oof. Then you call him up. Well, this goes with along with uh, Billy Cheat. Um, it's funny you yeah. say that because his son is notorious for that nonsense too. Like he'll, yeah. I don't know and what he's Josh, just, what is he? No, no, I was gonna say and Josh Daniels. You know Josh yeah. Daniels at at, uh, at at Denver. That's why he got fired because he was. You know, a lot of people would not, not a lot of people, but anytime you go to Denver, you you want to get. Uh, sometimes you hold off your walkthrough until you get yeah. there to give the guys to get a chance to get on the field and kind of get acclimated to the thin air. You know, it's not it's not that much, but you want to get you know get them acclimated just a little bit. And he was recording, and um, John Elway would say, "We don't do that here. If I catch you doing that shit again, you gone." And he was gone. <laughs> Oof. So, Ooh, wow, yeah. So it's like it, it's like the funny thing is 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 they they do those little snide things that everybody's talking about. Haven't you ever been in the game and you got uh, a drop on somebody's call or their signal? I was like. Hey, yeah, but I didn't fucking record it. Yeah, that's sportsmanship. That's a big yeah, difference. That's, that's a sport. It's right. like you you get you gain the edge that way. I was like, in, I was like, in every edge that I gained, it got used against me. We playing against Joe. We playing against Jake the Snake Plumber, and so we, you know, he used to uh, his legs used to uh, wag like this, yeah. and then they would stop before he snapped the ball, and his heels would come up. When his heels come up, the ball was coming. So you knew. Yeah, so we yeah, knew. Yeah, his tendencies, man. Yeah, but me and Mike, but me and Mike Mula knew. So it was third. It was I, I remember this too because it was third and five, and so he was doing it, and he lifted his heels up. I was like, yeah, this wouldn't be a good time to. And he just said, "Hut, the ball didn't come, but Mike Mula took off like a bat out of hell." I was like, "Duh!" And so <laughs> we got back to the side. We got back to the side, and uh, Turco said, "Yeah, we can't do that anymore." That's great. <laughs> Hey, Tank, let, yeah. me ask, let me ask you. Everyone always asks about the Super Bowl winners. How do you celebrate? Obviously, mm-hmm. it was a heartbreaking defeat. What do you guys do to celebrate? I don't want to say celebrate. How do you relieve that stress? You lose. You're the losing team. The truth is no no one's in the locker room. There's no cameras on you guys. What goes through your head? What go, you guys partying that night? How do you guys relieve that disappointment? Uh, alcohol. <laughs> big, big team party? Uh, it was a team party. I think uh, I want to say the Black Eyed Peas performed. Oh shit! Really? Um, I think everybody really got uh, everybody got shit faced. No, no, it was just a uh, yeah. That's oh. why. That's why I think they did that. Uh, I don't know if you saw the when they did the uh, uh, Angelo show. It's a TV show when they, everybody got back and still trashed. And that's, that's how. That's really how. That's really how the Donovan threw up going up. So it came out. I was like, because yeah. uh, there's there's a couple of ways to tell the truth. Kids tell the truth, and uh, drunk people. That's that's it. That's it, brother. <laughs> like so, uh, it, but then it was just like just chilling. Went and chill with my family after uh, what Charlotte because you know we left the next day. So, what one more year in the city of brotherly love? Then you go down to the Big Easy. You play with uh, Sean Payton, Drew Brees. Favorite food down there in the Big Easy? Mm, favorite food. Mm. You know they better dip and fried everything. Yeah, oh everything. <laughs> I went to one place and I was like. I didn't know that you could batter dip and fry the shell to a, a crab. I was like, <laughs> some soft shell crabs, just dipping everything in it. Yeah, yeah it's like, it, but man. it was a, uh, uh, it was just the food in general. It was just a, you could tell that they, you could tell like the, that they put love in pretty much everything down there. It's like uh, my dad used to make me a non-spicy uh, gumbo because okay. I'm not, I'm not big on, I'm not big on spicy stuff. And my, my thing was uh, the 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 uh, fried fish. And the, the part I did love was they had these 
the drive-thru daiquiri bars. <laughs> Go through there and get you a Spider-Man. Woo! <laughs> you have, uh, when you're, you're down in New Orleans, were you there before or after Katrina? Did you see the remnants right of it? At, right after Katrina. I saw the remnants of it. Uh, oh. I was part of the reopening of the dome. And um, it was just like a... It was a re- reopening. I was a reopening of the dome. The whole... Uh, I knew... Uh, what's his name? I called him the crow. Uh, uh, he, I hope he has a, he has a pass yet. My boy, number thirty-seven. Look, look him up, Danny, number thirty-seven. No, that, that's Gleason, my boy Gleason. Oh, I used to oh call, Gleason, yeah, I, yeah, Steve Gleason. I used to call him the Crow. I, I, the I crow. Used to call him, well, because he used to come. He used All to his walk long through, hair. Yeah, long curly head. He would be walking through. Yeah. The, but he, it was it was funny because he would uh, be walking slow through the locker room and stuff. And that, but that was just him. It was just it was cool as hell. He's cool as hell and. Um, and I was like, man, I was like, he come to crow. <laughs> and uh, uh, but now, so we had the whole thing there. And that was just like, you built, you could just, I could tell that they were going to win one. And um, either it was going to be with or without me, but it was the way that they would treat the players. That's what, that's what, the, yeah. if you want to know the difference between yeah. uh, now now and then with uh, how he in charge and stuff, it's the way he's treating the players. You don't hear anybody really griping over their contract anymore. Mm-hmm. You hear anybody griping over, them cutting people on Christmas or how they're treating people. Everything they're treating everybody with, with, with uh, dignity and respect. And when you when you look when you build a team and you call it a team, you don't treat the people that are doing the uh, the the man, we'll call it manual labor. You don't treat them like shit, or you you never get anywhere. You're not going to build anything winning. And I think the one thing that because uh, uh, I was laughing because I just read an article. The Fletcher Cox was telling every everybody who said yeah. they left here wish they never left here. And I was like, I I didn't want to leave my last year, but it was it was uh they were uh, getting uh, offers for me, and but I, I knew it was going to come back to haunt them because mm-hmm. they drafted Max Gene Giles and they should have drafted Jari Evans. Jari mm-hmm. Evans is from Philly. He grew up in Philly. He gets it. I didn't, yeah. He did. He did. And he yeah. and he knew the fun, the funny part was I had Jari at it, and I didn't even know this until he got I got to training camp with him in New Orleans. I, he I. I uh, I had a kit that he came to, and when he was in high school, oh, shit, <laughs> when really? I was the birds. <laughs> yeah, when I was with the birds, and uh, <laughs> so we 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 look at that. He became became all pro, uh, and then eleven years. Max J. Giles did a few years and and and, and wild around, but it was one of those things where uh, it was. I, I want to say I, I'm gonna say it's karma because when when we played against, um, and this is why I always love Sean Payton. Sean Payton coached here as well. A lot of people don't know that he mm-hmm. coached under Ray Rose here. Yes, he um, did. Yep. And uh, that coaching tour is ridiculous for uh, yeah, for Ray. You know, for, for Philly. For, yeah, for Ray, yeah, especially for, Ray. For, yeah, especially Ray, because a lot of people put John Harbaugh with uh, with uh, with Andy. John Harbaugh was here when Andy got it. With Andy, yeah. If not, he, John. Yep. John Harbaugh was here with Ray He's Rose. Right yeah, Ray, Ray Ray hired him. But the yep. thing that I, I loved about Sean Payton is, uh, see, they draft when once the uh, Eagles drafted Broderick Bunkley. He uh they they Thanks. then they then they traded me. So when we played them the first time, Deuce McAllister made examples out of everybody. And it, and then it was it was inadvertently he showed them that Dawkins is the best safety because Sean Considine, we'll still call him speed bump to this day. Uh, so it's like he uh everybody always brings up the game, <laughs> the uh, playoff game, the playoff game where uh the uh, my boy Sheldon Brown uh, made an example out of uh, Reggie Bush. Yeah, that's like. But when the dust settled, yes, did. we went, we beat them the same way both times. I think it was either 21 or 24 or 27, 24. 
But it ended. It's like twenty seventeen. Yeah, yeah. With the, it ended with the deuce running the ball down their throat up the middle, and they showed, they used the guard to uh, be on, be on them, and then and then I was I killed both of those games. So, uh, <laughs> I, I was in the I, I, I was back to I was back to a bull loving the whole time. I was I was laughing because uh, the first the first game uh, Westbrook was like tanking went over there and got nasty. I was like. <laughs> I tell Westbrook, I say, this is what it looks like when you're not on my team. I was like, you misconstrued what we did in practice. You're, you're. I needed you. I needed you on the other side when we were in practice. This is what it's like when you're not on my team. I was like, because it was one play they, they gave to uh, Brock, um, and I thought somebody took a, it's a picture of it. Uh, me, uh, they handed the ball off to um, Karel Buckhalter, and I'm talking about lock, lift, and drive. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, <laughs> Thank you. you hang right. up the cleats. Now you're in hanging out with the fans. Legit, you're a beloved guy. There's a few guys who are still beloved by the fans. And even when Danny's like, bro, he came back, you would have thought he met like Randall Cunningham the way he was talking. I hung out with Holly. <laughs> down. I said, you're, you're a man. Don't get that excited. But now listen, you have now you're part of the media, the mm-hmm. podcast. I want to hear about the podcast. And was media something you always wanted to do in the back of your head? Like, I want to do this. I want to be a voice. Is that something you always wanted? Well, yeah, because uh, in, in watching uh uh, and watching, and watching, and watching what goes on with uh, guys who who get personal, who say things behind people's back mm-hmm. that they can't say in their face, and acting like they, I, I get tired of looking at bums who uh, who couldn't do what who couldn't do what they who couldn't do what the stuff that they're critiquing. I, I actually like they, agree with that. Yeah, it's like we everybody yeah. talking about Tony Romo. I was like, stop it. As like he talks too much. I was like, if you're so damn excited, what was that excited when you're playing? If you can read the defense every play, you should have did it. Yeah, exactly. And then, How about then podcast I, too? Yeah, yeah, that's true. I, yeah, my, it. I'm, a, I'm doing vetted. Uh, myself and uh, is myself. We're on A2D Radio. Agree to mm-hmm. disagree with myself and uh, Irvin Fryer. Uh, we had Fred Barnett on it and, and Chris T. Jones. A lot of people don't know. Remember Chris T. Jones? He was a little bit before you guys. Uh, oh, Danny knew him. Danny listened yesterday at work. Yep. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I love that season with Chris T. Right, Jones yeah. and uh, – Urban Fryer, yeah, it's like, uh, and it, it just it just got nostalgic yeah. when it, when it went back to dump. But uh, we do vet it every Thursday from uh, from five to six p.m. Uh, this week because of the Eagles alumni game, we're going to do it at noon. So uh, also, I do Fourth and John with uh with my boy Gil Prime, uh, Ev Ev Love and Mal. We I just I do that. I started doing that because once I left, uh, I I was with the I was with ninety four point one, and then I, I did Green Legion, and uh, then I parted ways with Green Legion. Uh, due to some uh, creative differences, uh, and I saw, and I wanted to continue doing what I was doing, and I met with the guys at uh, for Philly Sports Trips. Uh, it was kind of funny that 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 happened literally yep. after the season. Uh, uh, my lady, also now I can't can't think of her name. Good, but she she was uh, she sent me this flyer for a party in Arizona, and I was like, "What you need me to come down there to appear uh, because I used to live in Arizona as well when I was playing with the birds." Okay, and so she was like, she said, uh, she's like, no, she's like, uh, this is a party that's a party that's going to be here. I'm gonna, she said, I'm gonna see your number uh, to the owner of uh, of uh, Philly Sports Trips. I was like, okay. So I ended up talking to him for a little bit. Then we met up, and uh, he he knew from me from Green Legion. Um, and then once it, once we met up, we did a couple of a couple of test trips, and then they do all they do all the sports, all the Philly sports. So I'm actually going to the to the, the game with uh with Messi tomorrow, <laughs> uh, and, uh, and uh, the soccer game, the Union. Of course, Messi, Union. Yeah, yep. I, I beat the drum. I beat the drum earlier earlier this summer. 
Uh, oh, before the was, tickets went through the roof. Well, that was earlier this summer. I was like, I, no, nah, I'm going. I'm going tomorrow. So, but but the one thing is, um, the one thing is, uh, is coming back here. I knew I wanted to come back here when I first. I came and did a trial with WIP for two weeks, mm-hmm. and then the, yep. the fans were like, "Man, where you, where you been at or something?" And I was like, and then I got my first taste of uh, tailgating, and I and I and I liked it. And so I just uh, I'm just I'm, I'm here. <laughs> and there's no natural disasters here. Yeah, <laughs> Tank. Everything you read on the That's internet, true. <laughs> everything you read on the internet is true. So um, we know you made a lot of money. What's the dumbest purchase you ever made? Mm. Dumbest purchase. I don't know. It's like because uh, when I say dumb, when I think of a dumb purchase, hmm. just did I want it and did I succeed? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the dumbest purchase. Hmm. I'm trying to think. Hey, you know what? I, I bought this car one time. All right. Everyone always says a, the car. Well, no, it was this particular one, and I just wanted it because uh, it was a, it was a uh, it was when the when hydraulics was it and, and was a. Uh, <laughs> And then, and it was like it just never like materialized, and it was just like it was just like a ticker toy, and I was like, man, I, that was a waste of money. I think that that had to be the dumbest, the dumbest purchase ever. And it's like you because you uh, you see everybody else that that rides, yeah, okay, yeah. and then I get mad. It's like it's nothing like they make it look. So I think that I think that was probably one of the the dumbest purchases ever because I actually <laughs> it's the dumbest purchase ever because I never got to drive it. <laughs> it was what? always something. It was always something wrong with it. All right, thank you. Right? I've oh, had you on no. over an hour, so you're ready to okay. finish up with a few quick hit questions. Okay. You and I are at a bar here in New York City. Who's mm-hmm. the coolest person in your phone that if you texted them, they would text you right back? I'm asking you to name drop here, Tank. You want to press the whole bar? Who are you texting that's going to text you back? In New York City. Well, you're in a bar here in New York City. Everybody wants to, you want to impress everybody here. Who are you going to text? Coolest person in your phone. Hey, Plexco? What do we call Plexico? Oh, that's a real – okay. The New York fans would like that. How about this oh, one? Wow. Uh, uh, Bra- uh, Bra- uh, Braylon Edwards. You... Mm, Plexico. Uh, how about this? <laughs> Coolest piece of memorabilia that you own? Hmm. Hmm. I have a hat with uh, Roy Holiday and uh, Pete Rose's signature on it. Ooh. I feel like that's a great answer. How about this? One sporting event in history that you wish you could have witnessed live. Any sport, anything in the world, you could have been front row. Mm. Uh, you remember the? Uh, I wish I was playing. I wish I was still playing when when uh, we beat the we beat the Patriots. I wish I was playing. Uh, you know what? It was. <laughs> I played in the Super Bowl against the Patriots, but I wish I could have. I wish I could have. That was the one thing. If you're looking for the one regret, I was the one regret is not bringing that Super Bowl victory, yeah. that Super Bowl victory. So yeah. it's like if I could, if I could have been front row center, or uh, just like even even on the sideline as, mm-hmm. as, a, as an assistant coach to that game, or even playing. I was too old to play in that game, so even just to play in that play in that game and, and beat them, that would have been the the one thing in history. We we joke around about the Philly fan base, but their loyalty, their knowledge, it's it's actually unbelievable. And I'm I'm actually jealous of it too. How about well, who's the worst fan base you played while playing? Like you had to deal with the fans like shut up. Like what fans you just like shut the fuck up? Well, no, no fans are like our fans. So it was like most of the fans yeah. <laughs> I, it's like I've never had to tell anybody shut up because everybody comes with, with lame comments like, "Oh, yeah, I've never heard so that before." Corny, yeah. It's like it's like, but the funniest fan base I would I would say is uh, I want to say Arizona, 
because it's like we 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 go down there and take over. We go down there and take over every year. Now, when it was the whenever the Phoenix Cardinals, and I I, I I didn't tell you this off the rip, and when we played in Phoenix, my rookie year, or from and when they were in Arizona Stadium, it was all Eagles fans there. It's like it was like you would have thought you was at Eagles, even like yeah, when we, we traveled. Even, yeah, even even when we went this past uh this past year, when we went down there for the uh for the game against yeah. Arizona, you heard you heard us. We made them jump off sides. So if there's any finicky fan, I think I think it'll be the Arizona Cardinals fan because it's, it's like yeah, you know. How about this? It's one thirty in the morning. <laughs> you're seven yeah. drinks in. What's your go-to food and what show are you watching? My go-to food, uh, I really, I said cheeseburger. You know, right. cheeseburger is going to be the go-to. All Occasionally right. a slice of cheese pizza. Okay. Uh, but uh, I'm, I'm either I'm gonna watch uh, some SpongeBob, or um, hmm, mostly SpongeBob. Or, or investigation discovery. See, I, I tend to watch Snap and stuff, you know, oh, or yeah. uh, or what they forgot to tell you is a history a history channel. Uh-huh. Did you know? Did you know that Hitler's army was high on meth? <laughs> You're all in. <laughs> the, entire, the entire the entire World War II, they were they were high on meth. I was like, holy crap! They used like six million pills of meth, six or three million pills of meth. I was like, wow. But it's like I'm all. It's like anything like that that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or cartoons, old school cartoons like the Tom and Jerry's, the uh, Bugs Bunnies, uh, the uh, you know the the Falcon Langhorns. That uh, I, I'm in there like swimwear because because you don't have to you don't have to pay at Three Stooges mm-hmm. because you don't have to pay attention that long. It's like when, you, when you're doing that, it's like if you if you do a movie, it's like oh god, I don't know what's yeah. going on. Next thing you know, you sleep. So. Tank, give me the plug for everybody can follow you on Twitter, Instagram, okay. all your socials, your podcast. Give all that, please. Okay, podcast is uh podcast slash radio show is on A2D Radio. Agree to disagree is with myself and Urban Fryer. It's called Vetted. Uh, I also do the podcast of Fourth and John that comes on Tuesday from 6 30 to 7 30. Uh, you can also find both of those on YouTube. Uh, you can find me on on Twitter at the real tank, D A Real Tank 78. And uh, at K E W L M F on Instagram, that's cool, motherfucker. K E W L M F, and uh, actually, that's my that's my Instagram handle. And uh, I don't, I've had way too many people follow me on for, for, on Facebook. I'm over five thousand friends, but it's Hollis Cool Motherfucker Thomas <laughs> on uh, on Facebook. So. Hey, uh, Tank, I'm going to be honest with you. This was an absolute blast. Uh, thanks, man. It was a treat for me as well. Listen, thanks for telling the cool stories. I know everyone knows good. I love hearing the background stories, bro. So, And you, me and Danny were talking. Like I said, he never hosted with me before. Dude, you fucking gave amazing answers. Half the shit I wanted to talk about, we didn't get into. All right, it was a blast for me too. I'm like, okay, Thank I'm you, Danny. All right, see you later. Later, Bye. D. Later, man.